Case Study 0032, Sharknado 2, with artist Dustin Mertz. Finn and April are on their way to New York City until a Category 7 hurricane spawns heavy rain, storm surges, and deadly Sharknados. Okay. doing today i am doing great Mm -hmm. today i would Mm say um that's good to hear i was really happy when you asked me to do this episode (laughs) um i feel like this episode was made for you uh, so i was happy to offer it to you i didn't disclose this to you at the time i don't think Mm -hmm. but I kind of wanted to make a yearly holiday mm-hmm. for me and the ex-wife out mm-hmm. of watching the Sharknado movies when they mm. premiere and oh. kind of like make a big deal about it. Sure, sure. So we had watched the first Sharknado mm-hmm. in its original running. I don't know if it was the night that it came out, but sure. there was a night when we were like, fuck it, let's watch Sharknado. It's going to be so mm-hmm. stupid. Absolutely. And then we kind of both fucking loved it. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, so when the second one was coming out, mm-hmm. you know, obviously <laughs> the advertising budget was pretty big. I think the budget really skyrocketed on oh, this God, movie. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, but you could still see where they cut corners. But <laughs> I mean, they absolutely cut corners, but they got some really great cameos. Yes. Because everyone was like, this is goofy as shit. Let's get in here immediately. I should have looked up a, a list of the cameos, but there were some that I looked up because I was like, this guy has got to be somebody to have a speaking part in the movie. Sure. But no. <laughs> yeah. Like Will Wheaton. It kept saying, Will Wheaton's in this movie. Will Wheaton's in this movie. And I was like, where is he? Where is he? Oh, he just looks over a seat and gets his head chomped off yes. immediately. Yes. Nope. <laughs> No, um, Perez Hilton was in it. <laughs> yeah, but he had lines. He, he was did like, have oh, lines. Oh, what the fuck? Where's this train? But I, I didn't catch him because I forgot who Paris Hilton was. Oh, you mean yeah. Perez? Perez. <laughs> oh, oh, who can was... forget Paris? <laughs> <laughs> he was standing right next to uh, Jared from Subway. Oh shit! <laughs> that's where he was. Yeah. Okay, that's a whole fucking thing that I was thinking this whole movie. I got a, I got a couple of uh, points on that, and um, we'll get to them. Yes, absolutely. Let's uh, dig in. Oh, man. So, uh, well, just to quickly finish the story, oh, yes, the first time I saw Sharknado 2 was in mm-hmm. my attempt to mm. make it an annual holiday mm-hmm. in and- my marriage. <laughs> and how did that Why work out Why did that, for that you? work out? <laughs> Ouch. I mean, you know, she blamed my wrestling <laughs> fandom, but really, like, we all know, you know, it's, it wasn't my only uh, no. boneheaded mm. uh, interest that I kept around the house. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> so I like to kick things off with you, Tressa. Thank you. <laughs> You're a tough one to crack. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. I just like people I, to think that. Well, how do you feel in comparison to the first one? 
There was no chill in this movie. None. Absolutely not a bit of chill. There was no chill. The beginning of the first one, because I did rewatch it Mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, when I say I rewatched it, I I like was dicking around on my phone the whole goddamn time or whatever. But you watched it like 20 times. It's cool. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's my steez. You have that reputation now. I'm sorry. Other than the the very opening of the first one. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes a detour and some really yes the the shit that doesn't fucking that doesn't make any sense. Or, in the movie. Yeah, no. After that, which I, I like, really fucking barely looked at rewatching it. Sure. I was like, oh man, like this movie's almost boring at the beginning. Uh-huh. The, the first Sharknado, it's so tranquil yeah. yes. and like weird, and the comedy doesn't land, and like you're no. like, who the fuck are these people? It is a regular boring ass asylum movie. Yeah. Except there's a Sharknado and Ian Ziering. It, Yes, yeah. and nope, that's it. Yeah. Oh, and Tara uh, Reid. And well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, figure that we forgot Tara Reid because her non-presence is so non-present that I, it's so memorable. I need to get this out of the way. I am so very much a feminist and rah rah, all women. I do not care for Tara Reid. I just need to like get that out of the way. Okay. You know, th- you can be a feminist and. <laughs> still know when somebody is the worst <laughs> fucking actress that you've ever seen in your goddamn life. I mean, I knew she was bad, but like, yeah. it's like she was trying to be bad at this point. Like, not like I'm trying to be campy. Like, I'm trying to not try. Yeah, absolutely. It's as if she was reading the lines for the first time yeah, mm-hmm. every time. Give me up. And maybe she was. I mean, I mean, paycheck. Be. I remember years ago, um, what's the, she's she, not there to be good. No, 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 no. She was um, on Scrubs for like a minute, and they were asking her like, "Hey, how was Tara?" Like, it's some like extra, extra bullshit. They're like, "Hey, how was Tara Reed to work with?" And they were like, "She fucking sucked. She smelled so bad. She was so rude. She was the worst." And I was like, "Oh shit!" They said that in a fucking interview. Were they playing it straight? Oh yeah. They were no, like- they were not joking. They were just like, "This. She was not great." She sucked. Wow. Yeah. And I think about that every time I see her. Hmm. Maybe we should talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done we've done the foreplay. <laughs> Let's shark the NATO. <laughs> we start off in an airplane and like the first shot is Kelly Osborne. Yeah, we start op- with a cameo. Oh opening a Coors Light. Yeah. So it's And like, we start with product placement. It the, feels... The third narrator. <laughs> Coors Light, yeah. yeah. It feels gross off the bat. And I was like, okay, Coors Light. Does Coors Light have asylum money? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's the other way around. Uh, I think So I think the first Sharknado was so popular and like yeah. such a minor cultural phenomenon. Oh, absolutely. That... For the next movie, they knew they were going to have the world by the balls. (laughs) The world that Coors Light runs by the balls. And the reason why this movie looks so much better than the first one Uh is all that ad spending and product placement. Oh, my God. So fucking much. Yeah. So I think we know that Asylum has no money to do no, anything. No, no, no. You've really changed the way that I think about Asylum <laughs> films. You're welcome. I love that it's so on a hope and a dream. <laughs> They're just going and doing the, it. They're scrappy. The little studio that can <laughs> rip everything off and make a profit. I love them so yeah. much. Fucking wonderful. 
we we're going down the airplane and Tara Reed's got her wedding ring on. Full close up. Are they back together? But like they don't talk about getting or being back together until like the last minute of the movie. What? Why? It, it seems fun. very up in the air. It, it it's tentative as fuck. Like But showing the ring, just like keep it yeah. in your pocket. Shut up. I don't whatever. I don't understand people in general or how things work. So. Well, well, okay, so there is a reason and I don't uh-huh. want to skip ahead because it's uh-huh. like we're I mean, if we were fast forwarding the movie, it'd be uh-huh. like about 4 minutes. <laughs> and and I feel like there's a lot to talk about in between. Oh, this oh, oh we'll, scene. We'll, we'll just get there. We'll just get there. Because okay. we still have to talk th- about how April wrote a book about how to survive oh, right. the Sharknado and it looks like uh, a Max Brooks book of like how to survive a zombie apocalypse or yes, something. Yes, exactly. And that's uh, the first thing I thought of was that book. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, obvious. Uh, I mean, maybe nod to it even. Oh, I think so. Yeah, if I would not, think so. they're just assholes. Yeah. I mean, there's no way it, nobody that writes Sharknado movies didn't read that book, right? A hundred percent. I fully agree. And Kelly Osborne is like the worst flight attendant. And she's like, oh my God, you guys. I love you so much. Sir, will you sign this book that your wife wrote? Yes. And he was like, bitch, I didn't write that book. Yeah. I make her sign it. Like, I, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how insulting. I mean. And like, like her name's would, on the fucking front cover. To be fair, I would never think that Tara Reid could write a book. No, no. And that's definitely some shit I wrote in my notes. <laughs> uh, However. I think my, my first note is about that, actually. <laughs> However, her name was on okay. the book. And you don't go to her husband and be like, hey, good job that your wife did that. You must yeah. be a good husband. What was that? I mean, we don't know what was said in the book. Maybe it was like a 300-page ode to Finn. Um, but my first note was, was, Tara Reid is an author now and incredibly insensitive towards Finn's PTSD. Oh, my God. A hundred fucking percent. She's like, why can't you just be the hero? <laughs> why like, can't you be happy fuck? for how famous I am now? Seriously. And he's like, um, bitch, all my friends are dead. Yeah. And she's like, oh, sorry. It's like, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Finn, you're cool. Don't apologize for being pissed. No, you fucking saved L.A. from a shark NATO. (laughs) (laughs) In this scene, um, Kelly Osborne is like gushing and they're like, hey, we're having a book signing. Why don't you go to to this book signing? And Kelly Osborne's like, are you fucking serious? Holy fucking shit, you let me go to your book signing? Like, they're not asking you to go to their hotel room. They just said, go to my book signing. Which anybody within a reasonable distance Mm -hmm. of a Barnes & Noble can Um, do. Yes, absolutely. And even if you're not, you can travel to it. I saw the fucking kids in the hall at a Barnes & Noble. (laughs) I saw D.B. Jones at a book signing. Nice. Yes. I could date myself and say that I also saw Douglas Copeland twice. (laughs) It's the twice that gets me. <laughs> so they're like, oh, can't wait to get in New York. And this this line is just for me, this appreciation. Finn says, I just want to focus on a hot slice of New York pizza, which was like, I've been to uh, New York a few times. It's fine, whatever. Not a fan. I've never had a hot slice of pizza in New York. <laughs> I've had so many 
lukewarm slices of pizza in New York, but I'm going to call bullshit on that line. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to have to take your word for it, because <laughs> despite growing up in Buffalo, New York, I've never been in New York City. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, so all of my knowledge of New York City is it's from this still... movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the source material. <laughs> Tara Reed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact, the reveal, mm-hmm. even. They yeah. didn't ever mention that Finn was a native New Yorker. Oh, no. Uh, not, in the first no, movie, right? Absolutely. I don't think so. Yeah, no. no. They were like, well, what are we going to do for the second Sharknado? We're going to put it in New York. He's going home. And so, why are we doing that? Oh, because Finn is actually from there and he ran the block. Um, <laughs> and, like, so, like, they really try to drive that home in uh-huh. that, that plane sequence as well like oh throughout the whole friggin movie yeah suddenly you get more of finn's backstory than you ever got in the first movie yeah Um, aside from the fucking mile yeah yeah Uh but but that's like the middle story Mm -hmm. he moved to fucking la Mm -hmm. after living in new york and fucking running the goddamn block he was like the most respected dude in the neighborhood which i call bullshit but also in the white neighborhood (laughs) when did he go to the Marines in this timeline. Where are you, Finn? Yeah. Because as we all know, he is prepared for everything because he was a Marine. He was a Marine. Maybe he thinks that being a Marine just means that you swam in the ocean. <laughs> he doesn't realize it's a branch of the military. Yeah, yeah, he has no idea. He's the most clueless dude ever, except about Sharknados. He knows a lot about he, him, though. It's the man, fucking thank God for Sharknados because Finn has a reason to live. So we're still in the airplane. Yeah, we're still in the goddamn airplane. Oh my god! This, okay. Oh, well, I could. This opening sequence was fucking insane, and I will say perfect for this movie. Oh my god! It was like from beginning of the first shot to the end when he lands. It's just like everything is what it should be. Yes. So now he looks out the window and he sees. He has his Twilight Zone Shatner moment where he's like, there's something on the wing of the plane. And I was like, I, I get what you're doing and I, I'm i going to let it slide. I'll just let it slide because all of the nods, all the references are so heavy handed that I'm like, I don't, I just wish it was a little veiled, just a little bit. Sure. But um, also, I, I really like fine art, so... <laughs> <laughs> I watched it on Friday night really high. And I was like, I'm not taking any notes strictly for pleasure. (laughs) And the opening sequence, like I made sure to fucking do some rips before it started, you know? (laughs) And the opening sequence had me fucking giddy. It was so fucking good. It establishes very early on sharks eat heads. (laughs) A lot. It's like their favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's like swallowing a coconut, right? Like, what? Yeah, yeah everyone I don't know. loves to do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? I have no idea. Before I talk any more about this movie, this is the movie that made me say I don't ever want to talk about the Sharknado movies because they're so fucking goofy. But at the same fucking time, I fucking love this movie. It was fun as hell. It's so fun. I need to establish that because I'm going to fucking rip it apart. All right, let's go. Let's fucking do it. (laughs) So he sees, uh, he's like, he sees something on the wing and then he's like, I need to blot my face with water as all people do when they're stressed out. Every human on earth does that. 
<laughs> I think I know where this is going, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> okay. So he's like, goes to the airplane bathroom. He goes in there. And then a second later, a woman is at the door and she's like knocking on the door and like, what the fuck? Karen the of the fucking plane. <laughs> Why are you taking so long? I just got here. <laughs> it was weird. And he finally is like, fine, I'll fucking leave. Whatever. And she gets in and she sniffs the fucking bathroom. Oh, my God. Dude. I didn't pick that up the first time I watched Dude. it. Dude. I think I was like just, you know. Mm-hmm still in anticipation mode and like i was like i can't wait for shit to happen (laughs) and so i missed some finer details and uh (laughs) when i watched it this morning that's the first thing i fucking noticed (laughs) and i was like oh my god the face she gives is like just sniffing the air and then she goes in there to take a fucking dump he was in there for like a second i hated that woman i'm glad she got her head torn off by a shark Eventually. Eventually. And she was one of the last, I think, in that sequence to get her head torn off by a shark. There was a lot of things going on. There was the nod to airplane food and never getting the fish in the cockpit. And you know why that was, right? Because that pilot was from the movie Airplane where that happened. Fuck. (laughs) You didn't know that? Dude, who the fuck are you? I'm telling you, there are there are cameos that i missed in this and captain like, bob wilson was from fuck. airplane the movie where everyone got sick from the fish of and it course. was a comedy and one of the best 80s comedies i mean i love airplane i just wasn't I mean, looking for it oddly enough how do you miss that it happened so early in the movie and we already had kelly osborne i know you're like there can't possibly yeah. be another one no because you don't expect them to come that fast and furious but they do they do just like cars in that movie fast and furious <laughs> and or fast and furious which i believe might be an asylum film yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a mockbuster about with furries i get it yeah, yeah. it's great <laughs> Now he goes back to his seat and the, the thing's on the wing again. And everyone's like, shut up. You're stupid and dumb. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry. And the air marshal steps in. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Who I thought was going to be a major character in the movie. But yeah. you never see him again. I feel like the people of color in this movie did not get a fair shake. They Fuck no. all fucking died either immediately or horribly. Yes. And the white or, people. Or they're Italian. And we'll get to that. <laughs> The sharks knock the engine out. Well, the one goes through the engine. Yeah, we, and still, I think only Finn saw that. I don't think anyone saw that. I think we saw that. Maybe. And it was just like an explosion. Yeah. And then the pilots were like, what's going on? And there's those two dumb kids that are like. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a bird. A bat. <laughs> no, it's a bird. bird. You guys, shut up. They don't know what a fish looks like. No, no, because. No, Fish look like birds if you look at them real close. (laughs) And then... Scales, feathers, same fucking thing. Fins, wings, same fucking difference. (laughs) Fly through the air, fly through the water. (laughs) They're going through all this crazy turbulence because their engine's out and there's sharks in the air. And the plane is going nuts. A huge hole has been ripped out of the airplane. People have been shot out of the airplane. What happened to this airplane was fantastic to fantastic me. Fantastic! Like, I as loved in everything impossible. they did with it. Yes, <laughs> they no. took the idea of a fucking plane mm-hmm. and deconstructed it <laughs> over the course of five minutes. Pretty in great. physics, yes. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly Osborne is walking down the aisle, and she's like, 
it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay to everyone. And she's actually walking down the aisle. If there was a hole ripped through the plane, she would not yeah. be able to do that. And also, nope. it's not going to be okay. Shut the fuck up. And I'm so glad that a shark ate her fucking head off. Yes. Um, I'm also going to say this really quick. How did any of this fucking happen? And why was everybody so goddamn chill? Air traffic controllers know that this shit is happening because scientists are monitoring it. Bro. All around the fucking like globe. Bro. What the fuck is going on with the air traffic controllers? They're, and you'd think they'd find out the, the fucking science behind the Sharknado after it happened in L.A., but maybe bro. I feel like they kind of established early on that there are Sharknado doubters mm. or that it's like half been swept under the rug. Sure, sure. There's anti-Sharknado-ers or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be because it's Earth and we all suck. But also, where the fuck? What happened to the air traffic controllers? At first they were like, hey, what's going on? And they tell them, and that's the last we hear from air traffic control. Mm -hmm. The last. And the, the captain, when he's like, uh, what should we tell him? Fucking tell them what's happening. Why yes. are you asking what to ask? I mean, what? There's a weather pattern with fucking sharks swirling around. Do you not see this? You're you not. Yeah. It's on the Today Show the next day. I mean. And what? even they seem late to the game. <laughs> sharks are crashing into the cockpit's windows and. Uh, one smashes the window and I guess kind of sucks the co-pilot out. And then they both got sucked out. They're both dead. Both captains, co-pilot, yeah. done. They're Quickly. gone. The the pilot was trying to save the co-captain for a yeah, yeah, yeah. hot minute or whatever. And then it and, just uh, did not work out. Yeah. And, and this is another thing. Okay, we go back to the cabin. Every plane disaster movie, which has probably been two so far, that I've seen from Asylum, Napkins are going crazy in the cockpit. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're flying. Like, why are there so many napkins everywhere? Finn is like, I see something in the, the cockpit. I'm going to see what's going on. The walk he does to the cockpit. <laughs> and then April follows behind him. It's like, oh, we are struggling so hard to get to the cockpit. And it's goofy as hell. I love the acting mm. in the plane sequence mm. by by everybody involved mm -hmm. because you know they are trying so hard to look distressed yes and, and they could nothing not is less. moving <laughs> yes. it's a lot of moving in your seat they to are, appear to be in turbulence they are acting at the budget <laughs> that they are paid within <laughs> they they are definitely working within like Ian Ziering is giving his 300,000 <laughs> the most he can give it. He has seen what Sharknado can do. And he is like, I am never going to back down from a role ever again. Fuck no. Why wouldn't you? Mm -mm. Why wouldn't you hitch your fucking ride to Sharknado? That's what I'm saying. Fucking he's smart. Good yes. for him. Him and Tara Reid. I mean, anybody who doesn't get invited to the first dance mm -hmm. and stick around for the second one, mm -hmm. you're a fucking idiot if you don't sign a contract for Thank like you. eight goddamn movies. Exactly. He didn't want to do the first one. And once he saw how it happened, he was like, no, I'm on board forever. I am Finn. God am, damn it. I'm changing my name legally to this <laughs> stupid ass pun. Let's do this. Finn McShark. That's me now. <laughs> Finn McFishy guy. Yeah. 
I got a tramp stamp <laughs> of the Sharknado logo, and they gave me an extra few thou. <laughs> All right, so Finn's in the cockpit now, and he's calling to um, air traffic control, and they are fully ignoring him. He's like, here's what I'm doing. Everyone's dead. I'm going to land the plane. Silence. What would have been great is if it came up and, like, the little CB that he was talking yes. on had a disconnected cord. <laughs> because Just that's what it sounded like. Yes. You know, like, I mean, there was no reason for him to talk. Maybe he was trying, but there was no resolution from it. Like, it was an unnecessary detail. No, no. I mean, this movie's full of unnecessary details. What I don't know what you're talking about. In some regard. (laughs) (laughs) But as he's doing this, Tara Reid is doing her slow motion walk to the cockpit. And it made me laugh so hard because she's like, Finn. in like the grossest worst voice ever like that was one take right her looks and voices in this oh movie they are interesting decisions man <laughs> to say the fucking they're really fucking curious so she gets stopped because the uh the door flew off or something and the air marshal is like trying to save her and he's like here take my gun as well, i have proposed before a gun ain't gonna help shit he threw her the gun i had the same thought right i was like but also as previously established in the first sharknado yes a gun fucks sharks up absolutely but it has no reason to no it doesn't it has absolutely (laughs) zero fucking reason to and that's why she got her fucking arm chomped off (laughs) I'm glad you finally you just dropped that in casually Uh, I was was hoping for a slow build but again we are almost an hour into this podcast and we are only just talking about the first five minutes it was really good first five minutes so fucking good she gets her fucking arm chopped off she is hanging from a goddamn plane door that a plane that Finn is fucking flying somehow yeah yeah because he was a marine (laughs) he's gonna land it he's gonna fucking land the goddamn thing and he is pulling this shit off but she is hanging on for dear life Mm -mm. she had like she had some sort of belt that I don't think is a normal part of a plane door I don't even remember seeing that I was just like bullshit I was trying to figure out how she was hanging on Mm -hmm. the entire scene this time. Mm -hmm. I did not reach a final conclusion, (laughs) nor did I rewind it. She 100% would have been dead. There's no fucking way. Yeah. And and severely bruised as a corpse. Oh, my God. Yes. And she... Dude. Yeah. They finally get into the hospital. Like, blah, blah, blah. They're in the hospital. Hospital. Billy Ray Cyrus, dickhead doctor. Oh, my God. But when they're in the hospital, she's like, Finn, I swear, the shark. I know the shark. I know. <laughs> and he's like, bitch, shut the fuck she's up. She's like, you know what? I'm the one with PTSD now. Let's trade. I know, I know your shit was bullshit when we were on the plane, but here we are now, and I have real issues. Please. Scarred shark. I mean, she no, lost a hand, so it's yeah, fair. But, fair. <laughs> but so, dickhead doctor Billy Ray Cyrus tells uh, Finn that she might be able to do some shit regular again someday. In the nicest <laughs> That's pretty way much possible. exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I picked that up the first viewing, and I was like, <laughs> "He's a fucking dick of a doctor." And then I, I was like, "Oh, it's Billy Ray Cyrus." Yeah. And then the second time, I was like. 
Maybe he was a little bit softer than I thought, but <laughs> he still contains the same message that she's going to be a fucking invalid and maybe, maybe she'll be able to do some shit okay at some point. I mean, that was the scene where I knew without a doubt she would have a prosthetic saw on her hand at some point. I'm going to go ahead and call Billy Ray Cyrus a uh-huh. shark nabalist. Oh, damn. That's accurate. And I'm going to call a lot of people that in this movie. (laughs) I'm glad it's been established. There's a shot where Finn is getting interviewed by press outside the hospital. (laughs) And he's like, shut up. I hate you guys. Oh, the fame's dumb. And in the background with with all the reporters is Andy Dick. And he's just kind of standing there. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what he says. It's just like. Mm, I don't think so, dude. Like, he says something very Andy Dick is what he does. What was the roll call for the uh, (laughs) celebrity appearances in this movie? Because Andy Dick got there really late. and (laughs) You get one line and then get the fuck out of here. And he's like, hmm, I'm going to be a cop? Like, (laughs) that's not me. Okay, I'm going to be the gayest cop you've ever seen. Wow. Like, village people gay. Thank you. Yeah. Like offensively, right? Like, yes, absolutely. Like you could have played it tough and then just been like, I'm a gay cop. No, but he has to be a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's Andy Dick. He's reached Zen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> he's neither here nor there. No. He's everywhere. Like that movie, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that to come out of my mouth, but I love that stupid ass movie. I don't know. I saw a billboard on the way here that said, Are you sick of STDs? <laughs> and I was like, no. Whoa, who is this for? <laughs> Why would I? Oh, yeah. It like, he was like, God damn it, another STD. <laughs> I mean, that's I how just... Andy Dick is. <laughs> that's who the billboard's for. That one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he could come up with the money. <laughs> <laughs> For penicillin? No, take down the billboard and I'll... I'll oh, right. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. And also is like Coke delusionals, you know? Yeah. Right, 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 right. It's in character. Mm-hmm. They're in New York. Besides going for a book signing, they're there to visit his family because he's so very much from New York. Which you forget super easily because, like, the first five minutes were so, it was such a whiz-bang affair. Okay, we're back in the hospital, and April's like, he. she says to Finn, out of nowhere, after talking about sharks and horrible tragedies, she's like, why did you marry me? <laughs> we're going to do this right now? And, you know, my, my first thought was she was in, like, a little bit of a drug coma. No. Nah. Because she just got out of fucking major surgery. Of course. Really? She would be like coming out. Yeah. At this point, varying degrees of her arm were removed. Well, sure, 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 sure. Billy Ray Cyrus had already told us that she lost, she she was able to hold on to like a decent part of her limb. (laughs) You know, or some shit. But her whole fucking arm is there except for her hand. Yeah. Settle down, Billy Ray. He oversold it. (laughs) We go back to uh, Statue of Liberty where. Finn's sister is, and with her daughter. It's so ill-defined. Okay, so we didn't really talk about Wait, the fact but that. Also, I got a question. I'm sorry, real quick, real quick. I didn't think about this till just a second. 
he's from New York, which means his sister's from New York, which means why are they doing touristy shit in New York City in New York? Because that's right. where they're from. Fucking A. I didn't even think of that. Which I, mean, I had a, an ill feeling around that entire plot line. Yeah. And I didn't know why. And I think he just spelled it the fuck out. Here's the thing. I get doing touristy shit even if you live in that city. That's cool. That's fine. But you are waiting for your brother to come into town. Like, this isn't the time to do touristy shit on your own. You wait till your brother gets into town or you wait till they're not in town. This makes no sense. Why the fuck are they doing touristy shit right now? Why are these dudes going to the Mets game? Yeah. And I have that question about any. Why are the ladies going to Ellis Island? Uh, I mean, they're taking sports and boys do. Except for Vivica A. Fox, who's at the goddamn baseball game. Well, that's because she's fucking awesome. But also, like, there was a, a whole scene with them going into the baseball game. Mm-hmm. Where like Finn's sister, Kari Word, yes. <laughs> I don't remember her, and Mark name. McGrath. Oh God, I fucking hate him. Okay, can we just say that there are no two more California dudes mm. than Mark McGrath and Ian Ziering, and somehow and they're being way. played as New Yorkers. Thank you. Why? Thank you. Why? I have no answers for you. I don't know. Yeah, so they're standing around outside the baseball stadium. Kari Word. We'll figure it out. Um, no, we won't. Go ahead. Says to Mark McGrath. Mm-hmm. Also don't know his name. No idea. Um, brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Sister and brother-in-law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have a whole conversation about keeping their phones on. Yes, they fucking do. And he's like, oh, my God, this angered me to no end. Because they split up. They get to the, the, the boys get to the baseball game. And then Weird Son is like, you but said, dad, no, no work for you. And he's like, okay, I'll turn my phone off forever. Yeah. What? No, that you just put it in your pocket, you fucking idiot. What? And the entire mood in New York is like, it's snowing in July. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that Jen is a native New Yorker. She talked about the smell of garbage in the air there. Who's Jen? Like, Jen, my ex-wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I <laughs> thought we were clarified. talking about the movie. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no. Jen, my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had spoke frequently about the stench of garbage. Yes. In New York, mm-hmm. in the summer. Yes. Which July is the summer. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. You would think New Yorkers would be happy <laughs> that maybe the cool air Dude. was chilling. Nobody likes unexpected snow. No, I'm sure. gonna I'm gonna have to push back on this. No. Some people from Buffalo, New York, think it's pretty. <laughs> pretty for like an hour, and then it turns into sludge, and it's disgusting. That's because we live in Chicago, <laughs> and that's the reality here. <laughs> true and true. Yeah. Finn's sister and her daughter. I don't have any idea what either of their names are. They, no, do they have names? Mm-hmm. Are they given names? Uh, shrug. I have no idea. Asylum. Yeah, come on, people. They are looking out at the waters, and there's sharks all, like, swimming all over, and they're like, since one of them been sharks in Manhattan? <laughs> Girls, this is a sharknado. Their That's uncle defeated <laughs> the first sharknado. Come on. And they're not suspicious. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, also earlier, he was like, I gotta, I gotta find my sister and brother-in-law and crap. How do I do that? They're at the ball game. I don't have a ticket, which is hilarious to me. Like you couldn't figure out a way to get them without a ticket. Also, yeah, I'm not a baseball fan. Yeah, yeah. But if there's one thing I know, mm-hmm. the Mets suck. <laughs> I totally agree with both points. I don't know anything about anything, but they suck. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they like are just a terrible team. They've got a big Nobody asshole. is nearly as excited about the Mets as people <laughs> appear to be in this movie. <laughs> I, I might be wrong. I mean, well, Mets, fun, Mets fans, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come at him. I mean, you can come at me. I don't give a shit. But Neither do I. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but April's like, oh, wait, they gave me a ticket. And that made me laugh because it's like, who fucking gives a shit about how you get in? Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> he like he, gr- he jumps in a cab and his taxi driver, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, is Judd Hirsch. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> you just turned on the lights. I totally did, and it was apropos. It was. You were like, idea. <laughs> also, Judge Hirsch. <laughs> Fucking A. And he's driving a goddamn taxi. Oh, the my most God. self-referential thing he could possibly fucking do. Absolutely. And he was fucking fantastic. And I loved him and his character, even though it was stupid. I loved it. He was so goddamn good. Yeah, he was. He was just working off the cuff, I think, a lot. Oh, absolutely. Completely improvised. Okay, I'm going to improvise all these lines. Mm -hmm. Loved it. No notes. Delivered. Yes. Yes. That guy worked for his fucking 30 thou or whatever. Hell yes, he did. Yeah. He drives them to whatever that park is that they play baseball at. And when he drops them off, it's fully empty. Like, there's no cars anywhere. There's no people walking in or out. There is nothing going on at this park. Like a typical day at Met Stadium. Oh, he said it. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm, neither do I. And again, <laughs> as a native New York stater, I've never been to New York City, and I only know the tropes. <laughs> that we've all seen on sitcoms. Yes, and the Deal. Mets suck. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to his brother-in-law, his son, and their friend Judah Friedlander and Vivica A. Fox. And I don't know the relationship to any of these people. Because it doesn't matter. They're just people. Apparently, they grew up together. I was really confused by this, too. I had the exact same questions that you do about it. Judah Freelander is all of him uh-huh. without what makes it him. So uh-huh. they like really just dwindle him down to the lowest common denominator of Judah Freelander. Yes. No, his character fucking sucked. He's and I dick. hated it. Yes. He's condescending as fuck to uh-huh. literally fucking everybody. Yep. And he's not funny while doing it. Nope. Because he's delivering lines like, bummer, dude. Yep. No, I love Judah Friedlander. Yeah. I hated his character. Oh, he was the worst. The fucking worst. It's like his character was written by the most negative Ninja Turtle writer <laughs> of all time. He can yes. only say shitty things and mm-hmm. only deli- deliver lines like "bummer, dude." Yes, I and I, mm, I get it. You take a role yeah. because, goddamn, this is going to be a good role for you. It's going to be a big role for you. It's Sharknado too. You're going to get paid. You're on Thirty Rock. 
do it. Yeah. Fucking do it. Still hated his character. Yeah. No, he was the worst. He was a dick mm-hmm. and he had no substance whatsoever. Nope. And there's no reason to root for this guy Mm-mm. at all. No, no. And all nobody he did, did was fucking like poke people. Yes. He was which is, a poker. We did not talk about the fact that Carl's bestie is Peppa. Yes. What? Fucking Peppa. What? It, I had to, you know what? I paused the movie at some point uh-huh. on Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it showed me the yep. name Peppa. I And I was like, as in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Salt and Peppa. Uh-huh. Frequently paused yes. just to see who the fuck was in this scene. Because every scene was like, who, I know this is somebody. Who the fuck is that? Exactly. 90% of the cameos seem to be from MTV's 90s era. Oh, here's yeah. another thing we didn't fucking talk about. What's that? The naked cowboy being the mm. fucking ass shot of the first scene in New York. Yeah, no, it's full ass shot. Full naked cowboy. Shot. And my note was the naked cowboy will do anything for a paycheck. I mean, you're not fucking wrong. Is he still around? Is he alive? I mean, he's, I think so. I think he's the most famous grifter of all time. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can say that because there are so many mega churches out there. True. Well, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, mean like, I don't want to oh, get political, but I, I'm trying to keep it OG with grifting. <laughs> I think after a time, you're a scammer mm-hmm, and you're yeah. no longer mm-hmm. a grifter. For sure, for sure. You've abandoned your hobo roots or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> your guitar playing, brief wearing roots. I yeah. get it. I mean, he's a man with talent. <laughs> yeah, he's gotten money from Fox News. He knows what he's doing. Does he? Was he on Fox News? I think so. For some reason. Maybe after (laughs) 9-11. Let's talk to the most American person in New York City. It's going to be the fucking naked cowboy. He represents New York and Texas. (laughs) Come on. Like Naked cowboy knows his fucking demographic. And he's there for fucking Southerners to feel comfortable coming to New York City. In specifically Times Square and nowhere else. Yeah. In underwear. Yes. Come on. Yes. We all know that people from Texas, mm-hmm. they're super secure with their masculinity. <laughs> yep. That's why they make laws about stuff that has nothing to do with them. I get it. <laughs> it makes total sense now. Finn doesn't give a fuck about Sky. Runs to warn the guys and doesn't <sighs> tell her shit. Okay. Yes. I fucking hated this. He like runs into her and in the ballpark and he's like, what is that? Oh, what is that you, Sky? It was like the weirdest, like, dude, yeah. just say hi. And she's like, like, I got something I want to give you. And I was hoping and... so fucking hard it would be a punch in the face because oh, man, that would have been should've. classic. That would have made the movie so that much good. better. Yeah, but no. It was you know, but no, she fish. was just like, I'm going to lay one on you. Like, we're adults. You you don't think he's attached to anyone? Like, And also she hung on to him since they were 18. They graduated from high school, right. right? I was like, "What? What graduation are you talking? Are you talking about high school? Because that's a really fucking long time ago." Yeah. No, just fucking move on at this point. But here's what we were talking about: Judah Freelander being a dick. <laughs> yeah. And so he's at the fucking concession stand. Uh. uh yes. He's like, "No, this rain delay is gonna blow over." Uh-huh. And the the commentators are like. We're going to delay the game. We're going to cancel the game. And he's like, 
why we're winning. <laughs> he goes to the concession stand at some point and talks to a baseball legend, Richard Kind. Yes, who is great, but ugh. You know, one thing that I wish about this movie is that What's some that? of these characters would have paid off a little bit more in the end. Yes. Because Richard Kind has his moment as mm-hmm. a washed up baseball player and then coach. Yes. And Judah Freelander is just constantly being shitty. Yes. And he's like, he's like, wow, you really fucked that up, didn't you? Dude. And when he's like, I just wanted to hit one home run for my dad. And then my dad died. Yeah. And I didn't fucking hit a home run for him. And Judah's like, bummer, dude. He's fucking like the worst Michelangelo. <laughs> Painting the worst New Yorker that you've ever heard. With a little bit of, a, you know, fleshing out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This could have been the next Jaws. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the sharks are, there's a full on Sharknado specifically inside this park. All of our heroes are running to the subway or the train, rather. There's a shot of everyone like, oh, my, everyone's screaming the entire time they're running to the train. Everyone in the whole entire world. And it's intense and, oh, duh. but the shots, the visual shots, show all of the children that are running behind him are having the most fun. They're having a great time. They're smiling and laughing. They don't know what sharks mean. <laughs> like, they've only looked at them in school books. They're like, sharks? That's crazy. I wish it was dinosaurs, though. I know. Kids <laughs> love dinosaurs. I mean, sharks are like a descendant of dinosaurs. Um, think, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it's no wonder that they would have a ball with it. <laughs> Before we get to the subway, mm-hmm. let's talk about the fact that on the way out of the ballpark, mm-hmm. they all stop at the merch stand <laughs> to grab weapons. <laughs> it's important. Which they almost immediately just disregard. Judah has this amazing, huge, giant bat that he stole that he holds on to, and it's unnecessary. And the kid, yeah, the son. Does he buy? Does he like grab he a grabs mini bat? The smallest bat. <laughs> like you could whack somebody in the nuts with it, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't feel anything. Absolutely, Sky. She grabbed a bat and broke it in half over her thigh. Yes. And then Ian Ziering, Finn. Yeah, he's like, he's Finn. like, damn. Yeah, he gave a look like, I want to fuck that. I mean, because, hello, he was married to Tara Reed and he's looking at a prime woman now. Yes. He How is looking at a real piece of fucking womanhood. Yes. But I'm curious as to why she broke the bat over her leg. Yeah, it makes no it, sense. It makes zero sense <laughs> And also whatsoever. it had to have been It does really not difficult. make two more dangerous weapons. <laughs> Especially when you throw one of them away. Yeah. I mean, I'm no. pretty sure if you stab a shark, it's not as bad as blunt trauma. <laughs> I'm just guessing. No idea. We go back to Kari War and... Her buddies, Peppa, and another woman whose name I did not catch. Not friend Drescher. I, I, for a second, I thought it was, <laughs> no. and I was really bummed out immediately. Right. And they're, like, looking over the rails, and all of a sudden, a shark comes and envelops not friend Drescher's face. And they're, like, just, oh, my God, and looking at her, like, getting her face eaten off. And then they, the shark falls off it, or they kick it off. I don't remember, but not bad. Like, her face is still intact, not fucking bad it continues the streak of head-eating sharks yes absolutely 
I mean, I felt like the first, you know, I, I, I were we at the 15 minute mark here? Um, <laughs> Maybe. I, I feel like there were so many shark to head mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you're That's right. That's what the people want. She did not look bad after I mean, having she, half her face torn off. She did die almost immediately because it hurt or something. But it was fine. Yet Two-Face exists in Batman things. So, like... (laughs) No, it was weird because she still had her face there, but also one part of her face was weird and gelatinous and kind of stretched out. But she still had her face. I I expected her full face to be eaten off, but it was fine. I mean, we couldn't tell from our angle that the shark was preferring one side of her face, you know? Right, right, right. Do the yeah. sharks have tongues? Is it like a tongue situation? The shark did. <laughs> oh, what? We, uh, okay, so we're getting weather news. There's so many weather breaks in this movie. Tons. They love to show weather graphics with sharks in the weather graphics, which I fully appreciated. I loved it. Yes. I watched the Today Show a lot around this time. <laughs> yeah. They're were feelings while watching this seeing Matt Lauer. <laughs> oh my God. I totally forgot about the whole Matt Lauer thing. And then I saw Matt Lauer and I was like, ew. Why don't you just go in your fucking office, dude, and <laughs> hit the button? Get your Mr. Burns trap door going. Yeah, what the yeah. Fuck? Grab an intern. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> totally gross. Disgusting dude. So gross. But he's charming as fuck. And I forgot about that. I mean, that's uh, what he does. Yeah. So, like, watching him and Al Roker pal around, like, especially the first time was very shocking. Um, <laughs> but that said, Al Roker led some serious levity to the whole situation uh-huh. time and time again. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. I enjoyed the interplay where, like, Al Roker was like, it's a Sharknado. And Matt Lauer just wouldn't say it. No, he's like, it's a Shark Tornado. Yeah. And. Roker's like, no, no, no. It's like, it's a shark weather pattern. Come on, give it a break, buddy. Come on, come on, dude. Just say it. Say it. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. Say it. Say it. Shark. I think that Matt Lauer had negotiated his contract so he'd only have to say it once. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm not going to fight that because that sounds right. They go back to the subway. They're on the train now. And there's a guy playing guitar, like acoustic guitar. And he's he's playing a song where the, the chorus is Weatherman says, was that a Velvet Underground like parody? My thought was that it re- reminded me of that Jim Carroll song that was in the Basketball Diaries, the like All My Friends Are Dead song. OK. Where it's like got 30 verses right, right. and they're it's all, just all kind of names. the same. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was. Because uh, I felt like it played for 10 minutes in the background. It fucking totally did. It was probably only like two. Yeah, five. but it felt like fucking half the movie. So because... it sounded like Jonathan Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We cut to some like blue collar dudes working in the trenches of crap. And one of the guys like he saw on his, his CB or whatever. He's like, oh, this guy I'm working with. He was afraid that there was an alligator. He's like, shut up. I didn't think there was an alligator. But guess what? There was an alligator. There was a fucking New York alligator (laughs) in the the fucking sewer (laughs) where the Ninja Turtles live. (laughs) But it's okay because a shark is going to eat the alligator. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. what? what a fucking wonderful <laughs> sequence of events. Like, I love that. Like, they were the most New York fucking dudes in the whole goddamn fucking movie. World. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's like, hey, forget about a fucking, you thought you saw an alligator. It was a fucking alligator. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit, what a turn of events. Dude was right. Because my first instinct was that it was just going to be a shark. Sure. Uh, but they give you the fucking alligator. They give you the fucking alligator. And they, it's not just like, oh, there's not. It's like, he's going to run from the alligator. You he's know afraid of this alligator. Yeah. This alligator? Don't worry about this alligator. This alligator is getting eaten. That was his shark with the scar on the eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> That was his Moby Dick. Yes. It was. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, man. <laughs> you know, he'd seen that. He'd seen that alligator 10 years prior when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, old dudes like. <laughs> okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> alligator. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he called him way worse than whatever they were, the dialogue in the movie was. Like what? I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not familiar. Uh, he didn't even call him a pansy. You know, like. <laughs> he didn't even call him a forget about. <laughs> like a pussy? Yeah, you know, something like that. <laughs> like what a you know, some real New York dialogue. Oh, wink wink real nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know some real racist fucking homophobic <laughs> shit. That, oh, that you okay, just okay, like okay, you know, okay, people say him passing it. in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's just a breath of fresh air of everything yeah. that they say. I get it. Uh, you know, they're progressive sewer workers, so that's cool. <laughs> Good for them. Like I'm. Maybe I'm they're happy married. Maybe they they're in a relationship oh. together. Isn't that a nice little ad? That oh, <laughs> that makes me rethink the whole dynamic between them. They were just like. That was just their witty banter. They're they're, they're playful. <laughs> it's how they flirt. Yeah, it's fun. I like of, it. A little bit of sewer sex talk. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so then we get to the subway platform, and it's Jared from Subway and Perez Hilton. Jared from Subway's friend is eating something, and he was like, it wouldn't be like that if you ate at Subway. Or some bullshit. I was like, yeah. you know what? You you look at little kids. Shut up. Gross. <laughs> I never wanted to see that man again in my life. Like, And regardless? to see him shilling Subway. <laughs> On the subway? Gross. In Sharknado. I felt disgusted. No, thank you. Because we already had Matt Lauer, and I had to relive all that. Why are men the fucking worst? That's a question aimed right at you, Dustin. Why are men the fucking worst? I can only speak for myself here. Mm -hmm, And it's definitely because of rap music. I don't accept that, but I'm going to continue. And David Lee Roth. <laughs> I don't accept that either. Those are bad answers. I know they are because they're so layered. I don't know. Okay, okay. So, we're, so we're in the subway, right? We're now, in the right? subway and people are waiting for the subway. And since that guy got eaten by a shark or an alligator, I don't remember, the subway is getting flooded. Everyone's like, oh, no, look, it might happen. I don't know. Okay, so why was the instinct to go to the subway when Dude. massive flooding was happening. Dude, I know. At some point they were like, no, if anyone's got this taken care of, it's New York City subways. And also, no, this no. Whole, this whole movie starts to get pretty New York City tough at some point. Yes. But this is not it. No. 
people aren't using their goddamn heads. And I think mm-hmm. I would think that anybody that lives in a city with a subway mm-hmm. would be like with hey, mass flooding would be like maybe that's not a great idea. You think like oh hell no like I'm not going the CTA is going to be backed up for miles because the the, the whole downtown area is flooded. Right. And no. we have three colliding tornadoes, sharknadoes. Oh my god, these fucking sharknadoes. Like they didn't even need the sharknadoes for this movie to be a clusterfuck. No. Well, they they at some point explain that there are three different tornadoes coming in and I think only one of them is an actual sharknado. Right. But there's also like a seafood nado or something. <laughs> yes. Where there's a great scene where an octopus gets shoved yes. up against a window and then just like creeps down, like slides down. Like... We're in the subway. It's getting flooded. Judah is trying to hit sharks with his giant baseball bat and he dies and I'm not mad about it. No, absolutely not. That happened, and it's also, fine. His, his friends must not have liked him very much. No, because they were just like, oh, that looked like it hurt. Let's it's, go. It set a precedent for not mourning anybody mm-hmm. in the fucking movie. 100%. They're all running, and Finn's like, no, I got to kill some more sharks or something. And they all get off, and they're like, oh, no, we don't know if he got off. He didn't get off. He literally walked around the corner and was like, yeah. I'm right here, guys. What's up? And yeah. he goes up the I stairs. I hate the subway. Or whatever, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Girl, who doesn't? And so he starts walking up the the stairs, and they're like, "Uh, you got a mm." and he had like a little baby shark on his hip, and he's like, oh, "That's gonna yes. hurt tomorrow." I mean, that baby shark was kind of adorable. I mean, I would totally keep that shark because exactly. that little guy. I was like, "You didn't need to be so cold hearted." He's mm-hmm. just a little guy trying to make it in the world. Right? He doesn't know any yeah. better. He's he just didn't trying know to he survive. was gonna be in a Sharknado. Mm-mm. He was just swimming around. Sweet little guy. Not fair. Yeah, Finn was a dick to him. They Absolutely. Absolutely. They were all just like, oh, what's that gross thing? It's a baby. That's this is, is where this episode turns into a PETA. <laughs> a pro-life. Yeah, a PETA PSA. <laughs> PETA and pro-life. Pro-lita. This next scene, it has like a homeless dude who I think is a writer for Howard Stern. I think that's who he was. Who was like, it's the end of the world. Like, Bleh. Yes. Fancy Wall Street guy is like, why don't you get a job or whatever? Of course, I had to see who that was, and that was same. Is <laughs> a guy from Shark Tank, Damon John, and he was from the show Shark Tank. Yes, and you could tell that because he was Wall Street dude. Chef's kiss. Oh my god! I thought he was just like gonna be like get a job, homeless dude, but they kept going with that guy, and he's like, "Hey, Carwell and his your daughter, follow me. I'm gonna save you guys." It's like, hey, hot middle-aged women, come back to my office. It's super safe there. Wait, oh no, I dropped my briefcase and it's full of money probably or business things. I better go get it. Business things that are money. (laughs) And they're like, come on, leave it. And he's like, no, I need my money. It was the Statue of Liberty's goddamn fucking head. That's where we are. Yes. The fucking head of the oh Statue of Liberty. This is kind of like the greatest scene ever. But like <laughs> the way it played out made zero fucking sense. So the, the Statue of Liberty's head gets carved off of the Statue of Liberty by the Sharknado. Uh-huh, yeah, It sure. lands in the middle of the street and uh-huh. fucking hits him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> The ladies start doing a light jog away from... Down the middle of the street where the 
ahead is rolling. Like, don't go on the sidewalk. Don't go in the alleys. Just keep going down that street where that head is going. They don't even show that the head is rolling after them for, like, two more scenes. Mm -mm. They do, like, two cuts before you see the head actually rolling behind them. (laughs) And they don't veer course. Nope. Instead, we come upon a couple of garbage men. One that finds a bowling ball. This scene talked way too much about fucking bowling. And it is specifically because that head was going to be rolling down the street soon. But it never even paid off with somebody trying to throw the bowling ball at the goddamn fucking head. Because you know why? Because that guy's head got knocked off by a head of the Statue of Liberty. True. (laughs) Just another fucking headless dude in Sharknado 2. Who needs heads? Headless guy number 60 at this point. (laughs) At least he didn't get his head taken off by a shark. So, like, the ladies climb in their garbage truck Uh, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And they start driving away. Uh Uh-huh. And then the other garbage man hops on the back and he gets his back hacked off by the blades of the crown Um, of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, no. It was nonsensical. Like, nobody has any sense in a tragedy a slash emergency i don't know everyone's a fucking idiot is what i'm trying to say yes this might be my second favorite kill of the movie i've got my favorite saved oh, up good. um i, I your... fucking loved this death of the garbage man it was outside of the box for this movie it, yeah because it wasn't a shark it wasn't a shark it was crowns to the back yes the crown of the statue of liberty rolling into the back of the garbage man that and was just wild. like Cutting the fuck out of him. Not touching the truck somehow. No, 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 no. No. Uh, And the fact that they finally evaded the head of the Statue of Liberty Mm -hmm. by crashing into a light pole was like, duh, drive off the fucking road. Dude, like, what the fuck? Them crashing should have been their death. A, they should have been wounded by that crash, and B, they should have been crushed by that head. But no. All of them came out perfectly airbrushed. (laughs) As per usual, yes. I mean, much like Tara Reid <laughs> in the opening sequence. I mean, perfectly might be a stretch. Yeah, per- yeah, I think that's a stretch. So we go back to the hospital, and uh, Terry's like, I gotta get out of here. She she has already said, you know what, Finn, you go do your shit. That's fine. And now she's like, I gotta, get- I gotta save Finn because I am apparently capable of that. But guess who the nurse is? Do you know who the nurse is? I don't. And I was trying to place her because she looked familiar. I heard her voice and I was like, I know exactly who that fucking is. Oh, shit. So I I looked it up and it's fucking downtown Julie Brown. Holy motherfuck. Mm, mm-hmm. This movie is all about- MTV Dance Party? Yes, all about 90s MTV. All Dude. about it. And I am here for it. Absolutely. I watched that show after school every day and wished I was- some dancing <laughs> dancing kid in the crowd <laughs> but now we get back to the cab judd hirsch has somehow found them again and outside of the subway and he's driving them and they're trying to find weapons and he's like i know what you need to do you need to go to Times square and here's what i have a question about um is this the first time that judd hirsch has been into Times square in the past 20 years because that place has been nothing but an Applebee's and a Disney store for the past 20, 30 years. Like, what the fuck? No one's finding weapons in Times Square. Okay. 
So the reason why I've never been to New York City uh-huh. is because the New York City that I romanticized died mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I can understand why a native New Yorker like Judge Hirsch, a.k.a. Ben the cab driver, yes. would romanticize or like rue on the the fact that okay. you couldn't get that there. Maybe at one time you could. Okay. You could get anything in Times okay. Square. Okay, sure. Back when it was Absolutely. porn and kung fu. Absolutely, 100%. However, we are in an emergency situation. Could you maybe not be nostalgic for a minute and take us to an actual hardware store? Because this is dire straits. The reason why he does that is uh-huh. because, and I'm going to speak as a professional here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Please do. Is because he knows that Finn is a native New Yorker and uh-huh. he stands out hard on Finn from moment one. <laughs> so he's like, hey, Finn, you're a native New Yorker. So am I. Let's have this little bonding <laughs> moment, buddy, because I'm going to tell all my friends that I'm best friends with Finn. Sure. I, mean, I helped wouldn't? us all through this goddamn Sharknado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bit of a fanboying aspect to uh, his character. And I think that it ties heavily into all of these little off-the-cuff moments where yes. he takes it a bit too far and does not consider anybody's safety. Dustin, do you know what's coming up right now? Oh, my God. This is the sole reason that I wanted you to do this movie. Oh. And I'm going to play the entire scene for everyone and probably cut it short, but still play the entire scene for you right now. Are you ready? Yes, because I want to relive every moment. Sorry, closing. I'm just looking for Vinny. Is he around? Yo, Vinny, you got a visitor. Well, look who's back from La La Land. Just in time for the end of the world. What's happening, Vinny? What are you doing here on a day like this? Don't you see what the storm has done to the city? I'm hoping you can help me out with some emergency supplies. Those propane tanks you had from all the summer barbecues, you still got them? Do you got a screw loose? Don't you see it's dangerous out there? I'll give you a slice of pie. You're safer in here than out there. So first of all, that song slaps whatever it is. <laughs> and there's a riff in there that kind of sounds like Highway to Hell like, uh, mm-hmm, at some point. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, late, great, Bismarcky. I'm uh, so excited to watch the scene. It's like worth the whole fucking movie. I love him so much. Nobody beats the biz. Nope. Ever. I love that he plays an obviously a role that was meant to be an old Italian dude. Yes. Love it. 1000% so much. I got to say hearing just the audio and not watching it, mm-hmm. it sounded like Biz gave more of a fuck than he did. <laughs> but like he had such a deadpan expression yeah. through his entire fucking sequence. I was like, did they keep him on set for 12 hours to do this? Like oh, yeah. he seemed exhausted by the time he had to deliver his lines. <laughs> But, like, listening to them, mm-hmm. it gives me a whole different perspective. Like, yeah. 
Maybe his character was tired, but he was just the same old biz. There was a shark that fell through his roof, even though it's not a one-story building. He stabbed it. I mean, he took care of business. I love this scene. This, uh, the, the shark kill. Fucking this scene was fucking me. Okay, aside from the fact that Finn asked about if he still has propane tanks from like 20 years previously from barbecues from 20 years. What? Okay. So I'm going to keep these propane tanks that I guess are still full and also bring them to my place of business that I opened years later after these barbecues. What the fuck are you talking about, Finn? Also, he owns a whole goddamn restaurant. So maybe he'd have a shitload more and maybe they'd be fresh. Sure. But why are you talking to me about fucking barbecues? Shut the fuck up, Finn. You know, they grew up in the hood together. Mm-hmm. You know, Finn. Finn did run the block. Oh, okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bismarck, he threw the barbecues, but Finn. He 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 invited the people to the barbecue. But how great is Bismarck? Oh, my God. If I could go on about the biz forever, mm-hmm. I would. I mean. I it was it, it maybe single-handedly the most heartbreaking COVID Absolutely. era death. Hundred percent. I still. I just want to know how that happened. Did they not his death? Did they write this role for an old Italian guy? And then Bismarck, he was like, "That's cool. I can do that." Were they like, "Let's. This is gonna be hilarious. Let's make Bismarck an old Italian dude and call him Vinny. It'll be fucking hilarious." And Bismarcky, being Bismarcky, was like, fuck yeah, let me do that. I want to believe it's that second one, but it really seems like a leftover role that they needed to give to somebody. Yeah, I think they probably shot for De Niro and got Bismarcky. <laughs> De Niro was like, I'm sorry, what now? Yeah, shock what? <laughs> you want me to say, huh? <laughs> And they probably beat the piss out of whoever fucking delivered that news. Uh-huh, absolutely. Now we go to the ladies. They're like, oh, here's some city bikes, which made me realize City Bank was fucking everywhere in this movie. Yes, absolutely. And the idea of city bikes, I know, has been big in some cities. So yeah, it seemed yeah. like an even bigger commercial than mm. Subway. You know, it was like, this is a city initiative. <laughs> You know, we're going to let you film in New York. Oh. You're going to put city bikes in that motherfucker. Oh. And these aren't Blue Cross Blue Shield bikes. Take these that, are... stockholders. <laughs> what are we doing to promote city bikes? You see the new Sharknado? I mean, everyone loves Sharknado. It's 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 a phenomenon. If you don't know Sharknado, you got to find Sharknado. By the second one, I mean, honestly, like nobody did not know about Sharknado. I'm sure a lot have forgotten. I mean, there's old people. <laughs> My mom does not know what a Sharknado is. That's what is. I'm saying. But Citibank was like, we're hip, we're cool, get us in that shit. Yeah. And they can all go to hell. I mean, to my mom's credit, she doesn't know what a non-binary person is either. So, <laughs> I, I don't mean your mom. Your mom doesn't yeah. need to go to hell. I did, I'm just saying banks in general. <laughs> hey, ign- ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> So now we go back to the hospital and April's like, I'm escaping to save my husband because I'm somehow more capable than he is. And she finds this girl. She hears a girl like whimpering in a room. The sound this little girl was making the entirety of 
when she was in the scene was very unsettling and I fucking hated it. Maybe she's the most realistic actor in the whole movie. Perhaps. That is but very But she throws possible. off the vibe. Anyway. <laughs> unnecessary also. Like, Absolutely. This whole sequence was so unnecessary. Yes. It just had to build April to a more heroic character. Because she just took that kid to downtown Julie Brown. She's like, take her to the basement. And she was about and to take another it. half hour break as a character. So. Yep. And give she her a hot set. Please. And she was just like, take my hand. Oh, I'm sorry. When they're running down the hallway, she was doing like a cross hand shake (laughs) with her the whole way while they were running. Uh And I was like, why wouldn't they just put them on the other side to each other? Thank you. Nobody in their right mind would be like, like, no, we're going to run like this, shaking hands the entire way. (laughs) I'm going to reach across my belly. Oh, my God. So this is where he established the whole city is being flooded. That's where I wonder, is this where the Batman got their whole idea? Have you seen the Batman? Yes. Is this where they got their whole idea? Maybe. Okay, that's all I want to know. Next. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you'd expand on that. Nope. So, uh, Finn and everybody are in Judd Hirsch's taxi again. Or still, I don't remember. It's their favorite fucking spot, man. I mean, it's fucking awesome there. Uh, Judd, Judd Hirsch is like the dopest dude in this movie. He is absolutely and the I legitimate hero in this movie. Yes. Didn't he play the dad in Independence Day? Or am I thinking of something? No. No, that was one of the Quaids. No, no, no. Oh. I'm thinking. Oh, it was I Randy mean, Quaid is who Randy I'm Randy Quaid of. was in that movie, but I'm. Randy Quaid should have been in a Sharknado movie, but he went off the rails too he, hard. And that's why he I want him to be in a Sharknado movie. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now they're surrounded by sharks and a flooded street, and they're like, okay, we got to get to this other... I, I was honestly not paying attention. They were like, <laughs> here's a rope. Let's swing over here. And So the street flooded, right? Yeah, like... it's full of sharks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need to know. Like, <laughs> it's that fucking easy. There's a Sharknado, street flooded. Mm-hmm. They're driving the cab. Mm-hmm. They're shit out of luck. Right. <laughs> End of story. But <laughs> exactly. They, so Absolutely. <laughs> like, what, what, what else do you have to say? <laughs> they shit out of luck and... No, that's Like, it. we're not going to improv that's this shit. That's the movie. Mark McGrath like swings over to a different car question mark I don't know he swinged they swung over and I have no idea what they were swunging swunging to I said swunging that's right I did it yeah they were they were swunging to safety Mm -hmm. yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) because there were sharks Mm -hmm. between the cab and the next car over right but yes I don't really know how they got out of anything from there Okay, now you're on a different car. Who fucking gives a shit? Yeah, it's not like the, the not streets safer. drained and then there were dead <laughs> sharks everywhere. Like, Thank you. Flapping in the sun. Thank you. And so Marco Grath gets over and then Vivica A. Fox gets weird with his son. It's like... This was a callback to the first movie. She gave him a kiss for luck. What is Wasn't that? Wasn't that what the, 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 the Burnett did to the son... In the first Sharknado, she gave him a kiss for luck or some shit. Uh, maybe, but that was a little bit more age appropriate. And this was just weird. It was weird. It was, it didn't seem like a callback. It seemed like, baby, I'll take care of you. But I think it was a callback. 
was gross and weird. No, I think you're right, but I did not realize that until yeah. you said that. It, oh, I'm not saying that it's not weird. No, 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 for sure. It's extremely weird. <laughs> she is a 40-something-year-old woman. Uh-huh, and it's like a teenager. Yeah, and she's like, for good luck. But, but, yeah. but that's totally what the fucking surfer babe did who mm-hmm. got her shark leg bitten. <laughs> Yes. Who got her leg bitten by a shark? Yeah, same difference. They throw the rope back over to Ben and Finn, and Ben's like, "I'm old. I don't know if I can do this." And Finn's like, "Nah, you got this. It's cool. It's fine." And he can't do this. Halfway through, like jumping through, he <laughs> one of my favorite lines was, "Oh no." Okay, so he revealed right before he jumped that he only had one real leg. Yes. He'd been hiding a prosthetic the whole time. But then yeah. they're like, oh, that sucks. Anyway, Finn, come on. And he's like, I don't know what to do now. I don't have a rope. I'll frogger this. Not only do I not know what to do now, but Ben just bought it. Dude, yeah, no, they're like, no, it's fine. He's just Yeah, a taxi yeah, but driver. what do I do? I'm young and cool. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to frogger this shit. Frogger it. I said that to myself before uh-huh. he started jumping. Mark McGrath, he hollered it back. Dude. They were just like, yes. frogger, frogger, frogger. Dude, I hated you know, it. It could have been fucking Tetris. Like, I, no, I would have appreciated Tetris. I hated frogger. Yeah. I hated this whole thing that happened. I wanted to punch everyone in the face. I bet you hated the punchline, too. Oh, oh, what punchline? Uh, the punchline where um, Mark McGrath says, you know what you just did, don't you? You jumped the shark. Yeah, no, I hated that. I yeah. hated that a lot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Too early to be so self-referential. Yes. I hated it. It, it shouldn't never happen. That should have been vetoed. They should have saved that for the third or fourth movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Although I don't know what those movies look like. I have no idea. If they were able to elevate jumping the shark, mm-hmm. then... On that line alone, yeah. they should have held off. I agree. Because I think that's what this franchise of movies is trying to do. I agree. Is elevate jumping the shark and like taking it away from the shark. Yes. Uh, uh, making th- the shark get a shitty job and hating their life and just like <laughs> telemarketing and retail jobs for the rest of their lives. You know what? Make the shark jump the shark. <laughs> We're taking this back for human beings. It's like some white nationalist shit. <laughs> Yes. Because again, like it's not like any black people live in Dude, this movie what or the like fuck? like they, they weren't like, even trying to hide that. It's it's such a white supremacist mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. think about great white shark. Oh my god, you just blew my fucking Dude, mind. We can go fully art bell with the rest of this <laughs> if we want. Um, that's my favorite thing to do, but we should probably talk about the rest of this movie. We, because... we can get through it. We can have a we can have a speculation episode afterwards. <laughs> yes, we. I think that we might have to. This is going to be a three parter. <laughs> At some point, Sky says to Finn, "So what's so bad about being famous?" And this is when I start to question: Is Finn on some sort of Truman Show? Because everyone knows every conversation that he has with everyone seriously he never said to sky that he hated being famous he said to april that he hated being famous he thinks no that. she has no fucking idea no no 
I mean, maybe neighborhood gossip. No bullshit. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Mark McGrath is like, yeah, Finn used to be cool. <laughs> but ever I... since that Sharknado, <laughs> he just can't fucking mm. get over his fame mm. and he doesn't want it. <laughs> okay. And that's when I was like, you know what? He needs to dump Tara Reed and fully go for Vivek A. Fox because she's the superior woman in this situation. Absolutely. He's just going for, like, they're already divorced. Who gives a shit? Go for Vivica Fox. Yeah. What is, are you doing? I mean, talk about L.A. and living in La La Land. Oh, my God, right? Finn is living <laughs> in La La Land with April. Get with Sky now. A-S-A-P yes. for that W-A-P and that <laughs> thickness. Man, get with that woman. She is a, a full-ass woman and not the shell of a person that April is. Mm. I don't know if it's a an after-effect of the Sharknado in L.A., but... No, you know, she was like in the first one. She was she just was. an idiot. Vivica A. Fox is like a full fucking force of nature in this movie she was a full-formed human being yes she was earning that asylum paycheck she knows she, what she's doing she acted she acted when mm -hmm. nobody else was asked to act <laughs> <laughs> well then i don't even know what building they're on but vivek a fox and finn are like on the top of some skyscraper and they're holding bags of like supplies and the bag that vivek a fox is holding did you catch this at all? Yellow BS. Yes. Because she went to the toy store, and the toy store in Manhattan is apparently Yellow BS. Fuck you guys. I hate it. That's real? No. It is absolutely not. What are you talking yeah. about? No, it's okay. not real. You just presented to me like it was real. In this movie, it is real. Also, if you just said to me, in this movie... Israel. I would be like, okay. <laughs> okay, so it's real then? In real life? Cool. I get it. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yellow BS. Or Toys R Us. But <laughs> Yellow BS is that I know she was going to a toy store. Mm -hmm. Yellow BS does not sound like no, a toy store. Not at all. It sounds like the 2014 equivalent mm -hmm. of Merry Go Rock. <laughs> Yes, but it had the Toys R Us font, so it, it was did. obviously a toy store. You know what it was. Mm -hmm. Also, she was like, I'm going to the toy store. <laughs> like, she made it very blatant that she was going to the fucking toy store. I know what New Yorkers do. It was literally written by Michelangelo of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> of Ninja Turtles fame. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why Judah Freelander read so bad. It, <laughs> he was like, I know you, bro. This is all you got to say. And he was oh, like, Oh, I get it. This is bullshit. Yeah. I got this. No problem. Thanks, Ninja Turtle. <laughs> They're on the top of the skyscraper. She's got a giant slingshot from this fake toy store. They're going to slingshot bombs into the Sharknado a la the first movie. They thought it would work. It should have because it worked the first time. Yeah, yeah. But there was no snow the first time. She says to him, you sure this is going to work? And his response is, no audio, just shrug. Yeah. <laughs> that, Which is when you realize what? that Finn is full of absolute <laughs> shit. I don't feel good about this so anymore. This bomb is made of the little camper mm -hmm. propane tanks that you can get at Home mm -hmm. Depot. Mm -hmm. I know what those things look like. I, I've used them a billion times over. 
I don't know why you think we get two it, of them, camp. two of them together would blow up an entire Sharknado. It's got a flare on it, Dustin. So I think that you're glazing over the important parts. I think you're glazing over the fact <laughs> that a Sharknado is a goddamn Sharknado. And to think that two of these petty propane tanks, I mean, did, is that all it took in the first movie? Like, yeah. I, I didn't pay that much attention to the construction of the bomb in the they first movie. They very much talked about bombs a lot. They and did. they very much made the bombs out of propane tanks and flares, period, end of sentence. My yeah. folly for missing it. Yes. But, but my gain for picking up on it in this movie, because uh-huh, they uh-huh. didn't try once or twice. They tried like five times. Yes. And, and what in they're... the middle of it, it, Vivica A. Fox is slicing up fucking sharks with a goddamn sword. Yes. And they're just throwing bombs into Manhattan. Like, regardless of Sharknados, if they miss, they are now terrorists is what I'm saying. Am I wrong? At the very least against the shark community, <laughs> if not their own. <laughs> Yeah, well, it doesn't work regardless. Finn's sister and brother-in-law and nephew, niece, whatever. They are now all together and reunited in the lobby of the hotel that they're staying at. Also, the elevator doors are open and all of a sudden there's a flood of water in... Why? What? No. Huh? MVP. Yeah. The guy working behind the, <laughs> the greeting desk or whatever. Uh-huh. Who just keeps doing his job yeah. until there's water this far away, like <laughs> an inch away from him. No, he did his job till he did. That's it. He's yeah. dead now. It's that work-life balance, you know, and <laughs> he did not have it. Vivica and Finn go down. Brother-in-law, sister go up the stairs. They're in the emergency staircase. They should be fine there. They should just stay there. But the shark's coming down. The shark's coming up. Sharks coming down or on fire. Shark, sharks just... here, sharks there. Sharks <laughs> everywhere. And they're like, oh, we should go out this door. And it's locked. Been trying to open a locked door. Do you not understand what locked means? Okay, so we haven't talked too much about the contention between Mark McGrath and Finn. Because <laughs> I don't care. But, like, it's really belabored. They kind of... I feel like make peace at the beginning of the movie, uh-huh. but then they just delve back into their old bullshit. <laughs> and this is the first time they come together in the entire movie. And it's like, give them the old one, two. And this is after <laughs> them talking about being basically fuck boys or something back in the day. <laughs> yeah, they're yep. like, we're both dickheads to women. <laughs> Why do you want me to marry your sister? Because you're a dickhead to women, just like me. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, we're the weird. worst. And so all of a sudden they're like the old one two, <laughs> So Mark McGrath says to Finn something like, "How about the old one two? Mark McGrath runs down and flags down the shark. He's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Hey, come fuck me! Come fucking so stupid!" And I wanted him to die so bad in this scene, but he did not. I wished they both died. I mean a. Sp- Especially Mark McGrath, but yes. Yeah, because he's inconsequential to the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. The, the, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mark McGrath does absolutely nothing but bitch about Finn and yep. his expertise for getting out of Sharknados. And then in the clutch, he's like, oh, wait, you know a thing or two about Sharknados. Yeah. 
Yeah, obviously he does. Simple fuck fucking up. solution. Somebody knows more than you about a thing. Shut the fuck up and listen. Listen. Thank you. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Don't. Walk down the stairs. Keep walking. Get eaten by shark. I'm fine with that. Because that shark wouldn't have been able to lunge up those stairs. That shark mm. was actually in varying degrees of interest. <laughs> I mean, there were times when they like flashed to the stairwell and there was nothing there except like a tail flap in the right. background. Yeah. It was swimming away. It It's a shark. It doesn't give a shit. It's, no. It has no malice. No blood. It just wants to uh, live. It just wants to survive. Yes. Save guys, the sharks, man. It's just... <laughs> Save the sharks. Ride a McGrath. <laughs> The whole reason they're trying to do the skidamaru or whatever is to get the axe in the, like, fire thing. Finn gets the axe, and Mark McGrath just, like, runs away me. Like, you are no help. You were like, hey, look at me, psych, and then leaves. Finn gets the axe, and then um, he opens the door, fine, whatever, then immediately throws the axe away. Okay, I mentioned earlier that they discovered so many goddamn Thank weapons you. in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's fucking obscene. Mm-hmm. Mark McGrath is a New York pussy yep. in that scene. Yep, 100%. And every other one. But, like, let's just call him a New York pussy. Yep. He was like, uh, I got this. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Yeah. Bye. No. You are yeah. bad at it. They throw so many weapons away, though. What happened to those flamethrowers that the kid made? And they didn't show up till like the last scene. And, and then where did like... they keep them the whole time? No idea. Shrug emoji. <laughs> yep. That's the entire theory <laughs> behind writing this movie. Is like one big. Um, well, how do we explain this? I don't know. <laughs> So let's just keep going with that. Don't worry about it. It's also like the New York shrug emoji. (laughs) Yes. They get out of this hotel and they're on the street now, I guess, maybe. Who knows? And Tara Reid pulls up in a fire truck and also why and how. Who was driving her? How did she meet up with firemen at all? Does she have a gun? Is she like... Was she running a car wash somewhere? What is happening with this scene? It was very bizarre. They get out and she's like, "Oh, it's Sky. She uh, she still likes you." Yeah, we're gonna do this right now. This is what we're doing right now. This is when Finn was his most sensible in the entire movie. <laughs> because for say? real, I would say the exact same thing. What did he say? To well, he. I mean, that's basically what he said. It was like, <laughs> "Are we doing this right now?" <laughs> We got a whole Sharknado going on. We're not even married anymore. Yeah. You stupid. The shark uh-uh. at the beginning of the movie bit off your ring finger. And, and therefore, your legally, we will never be married ever again because you have no ring finger. I'm also going to throw out the shark bit off half of her arm. Of when her they arm. show her arm, her hand is just gone. That's it. She had an elbow. Yeah. Oh, she oh, had a full forearm. Yes, absolutely. She mm-hmm. had a wrapped hand. <laughs> She had a wrapped hand. Some mm-hmm. sometimes it was in a sleeve, mm-hmm. but like at the <laughs> end of the fucking day, that sleeve was working day, hard. Oh man, <laughs> they were pushing the sleeve, especially early on when she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they were selling the sleeve. Oh, so and, hard. But you know, by the end of the final chapters, she had no arm, according to the doctor, and then she had no hand, Dude. according to video footage. Thank you. We need to get to the mayor, Robert Klein. Okay, nobody's going to 
unseat the biz, but my second favorite cameo. Kurt Angle? Well, why would you think Kurt Angle? Because you are a wrestling nerd. You're goddamn right. (laughs) And I forgot that he was in this movie. And I was so fucking happy. I was so happy to see Kurt Angle show up. And I was like, he's going to break the Sharknado. And he's going to pin him with a broken freaking neck. He's like, no, you're going to do that? Okay, cool. Go over there. Oh, my God. The worst. I mean, he phoned it in. Oh, my God. He definitely had like a a thing with his speech that I wasn't familiar with in his wrestling career. (laughs) I I don't know if it was just like when they caught him or maybe he was like, he might have been on some painkillers around that time. Mm, That's fair. Towards the end of his actual wrestling career Mm -hmm. uh, when he was in Impact Wrestling or TNA as it was called. Same difference. TNA Impact. That's like, uh, sounds like Jiggle Jiggle Ho oh, stuff. Oh, very much. Okay. I'm not saying it was right. <laughs> they, they were gunning for an audience. But he had some of his best matches while on the most painkillers. Oh. Yeah. Like shit where like they threw each other down like flights of stairs. Oh, how else like, are you going to do it? I mean, like they went full brutal yeah kurt angle did not come out necessarily okay Ooh, how can you eventually he, you know he got off of all of the things made a triumphant return to wwe oh. where he couldn't wrestle anymore because all of his mm. muscles were like super atrophied and like horrible but he wasn't slurry Good for so him. like in 2013 when they were filming the movie they definitely had a certain kurt angle a very specific I'm Kurt Angle. very happy that he became a better Kurt Angle after this movie. Good for him. Yeah. It's good to hear, honestly. I'm not being sarcastic. So Finn is like, here's my plan. The Sharknados are way too cold for my explosions. Here's my plan. I'm going to throw some Freon tanks into these Sharknados and not blow them up, but freeze them up, which sounds like fucking bullshit but what do i know i don't know shit about sharknadoes and then robert klein comes by and he's like this is the other instance of him being in the truman show how do you know about conversations that i've had in the past robert klein comes up and he's like thought you could use one of these we didn't have to go to jersey to get it and he hands him a a giant chainsaw How do you know we were talking about Jersey and chainsaws and weapons? What are you talking about, Robert Klein? He is, first of all, cheers to Robert Klein. Absolutely. 1,000%. But also, he referenced three conversations that happened earlier in the movie. That he was not privy to. No. Or he read fucking April's book. (laughs) I mean, that's possible. I mean, he treated Finn like a New York celebrity. Yes. And he was like, welcome returning hero. I know what you need. <laughs> a chainsaw from the New York Fire Department. I mean, who doesn't? Fair. I mean, I'd fucking mount that above the fireplace. So now Finn has to give this really stupid speech that I hate so much about how New Yorkers can do this and bleh, I don't care. I yes. think he improved it. <laughs> it did not sound written. It was sloppy. It was poorly conceived for a movie that had like delivered on a lot of levels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. despite our nitpicking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 100% nitpicking. We're asking. We love this it. movie. Love it so love hard. Love it so much. Yes. To have him deliver such a lackluster speech, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, look, there's sharks. We all hate yeah. sharks, they'll eat you. You don't want to get eaten. <laughs> but I mean, we're in New York. New York can't get eaten New York by sharks. Tough. We love New York. New Yorkers are tough. 
Yeah. I'm a New Yorker. You're a New Yorker. It's New York. Do you guys like New York? I like New York. Sharks, New York. What? It was like this movie was written after 9-11, but <laughs> over a decade later. You know, they were uh, like, yeah, over. We're, we're just going to we're just going to try to keep <laughs> that energy alive. In that time, we had Spider-Man movies where like mm-hmm. it was big on New York mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that delivered on that level. Right. And they were like, let's go for Spider-Man. <laughs> but first... I'm done with this speech, so I'm going to kneel, and I'm going to cut this shark in half. The biggest callback to the first movie. Uh, And he nails it. It was fan-fucking-tastic. If there's one thing that Ian Ziering practiced Mm -hmm. during the Mm -hmm. training that it must have taken to Mm -hmm. go into this movie. Yes. um, It was that scene. It was He knew how to stick that landing. And you know what? He did it. Oh, Man, if, if the movie was just that for an hour and a half, I would not have any complaints. If it completely sucked for the first half <laughs> and we got to that, I would have been reinvested. Yes. If there's one thing Absolutely. to bring New York together and make it New York strong, <laughs> it's Ian Ziering. Mm, Quintessential the... <laughs> California boy. 90210 ass motherfucker. <laughs> Kneeling down on the top of a New York fire department mm. fire truck and sawing a shark in fucking half. Put an American flag behind him, let it wave, and it's perfect. So he's up on another skyscraper. I'm not totally paying attention, so I don't know if it's multiple skyscrapers, and I don't care. They're having problems, like situation is not working out for them, and then we see two boots walking up, and I was like, I don't need to see any more. I know exactly that that's Tara Reid, and I know exactly that she has a table saw for her hand now. I, yeah. I saw that coming 100 miles away, and I'm not mad well, about it. Well, there was, it. like, the flea market table saw yeah, thing that what happened. what was like, that? I was like, She's we've like, got these grand things. <laughs> I'm going to need your help, nephew, that I've met once. Yeah. Give me a, a uh, table saw I'm lacking hand. a hand, which I kind of realized after the fact, but I was like, also, he's, like, the smart kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, she's asking him because he's smart smart kid and then i was like realistically she has one hand right and she does not know how to maneuver as a human being yet Uh, no although she's been doing a bang-up job and she's gonna make this prosthetic of a table saw for a hand in a matter of five minutes god if she had five minutes that'd be shocking i know right it was quick good job for that dude who knows man bless that kid he saved the the whole goddamn day like uh, the fact that he was First of all, able to conceptualize um, the uh, the intricacies. Fluor, well, the lighting oh, yes. squirt gun. Yes, absolutely. That did not get a nearly enough play. It no. barely got a moment. Oh my god, he just mentioned it, and then they showed no. it. They an showed hour it. Later. They showed it as a vehicle to make him look smarter than his dad, which mm-hmm. was smart. His dad's Mark McGrath, which isn't hard to show. Yeah, like I mean, Mark it was McGrath. also like 2013 or whatever when like Botox meant you can't move your face at all, and it all looks weird. That was his Manhattan dad, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck you, dude!" Too. That's I mean, totally it, fair. You know, I mean, I used to, you know, serve people like that mm-hmm. in retail, and mm-hmm. I took them way less seriously. Modern day Botox has come a long way, and you know, can I move my eyebrow yet? Oh, you look good. <laughs> You've almost got a people's eyebrow. I know that's what you're gunning for on social media. I just want it to arch a little bit more than I was able to at first. Okay, so where are we? 
Tara Reed walks up with her tables at hand and they're like, oh no, a shark's coming at us. But some lady in motorcycle boots is coming and she saws this. She doesn't even saw it in half. She doesn't even have like the capabilities to be like a badass and cut it in half. She just like wounds it. And they're yeah. like, hooray. Thank you. It's not like when Finn cut the entire shark in no, half. No, because that was fucking dope as hell. Yes. She saws it down the belly a bit. I have issues this cut that she did was her character in general milk toast i don't care like she was just like uh, i guess whatever no it's not fine you are in the middle of like this murderous sharknado try try harder oh her demeanor was so diminished by this scene <sighs> That her passionometer <laughs> had, had reached its full capacity mm -hmm. and she was like, I give zero fucks <laughs> and not like in a badass way, like in an I'm quitting my job with no no, no safety no. net. You no, know, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't need unemployment. I just need to get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. You people are toxic <laughs> and I am leaving right now. That's how Relatable. she cut that shark down its stomach. <laughs> tepidly i'm not gonna finish my reports for the month i'm just leaving yeah <laughs> yeah i'm going to community college and getting my bachelor in uh <laughs> communications communication well what fucking ever like get me out of sharknado franchise history i have a buzzsaw attached to my hand which ironically is the thing that would get me to stick in the movie if I could be a character with a fucking buzzsaw on oh my, my hand. Oh my god. I would be in all on. the movies. Right? Come on. You could pay me a hundred bucks to be that guy. Thank you. For a lifetime. Yes. Happily with pride. Yeah. How ungrateful are you, Tara Reid? Thank that, you. I know Tara Reid, what the in, fuck? I know you were in the American Pie franchise mm -hmm. prestigiously. But goddamn, don't look a gift horse in the fucking mouth. This is second yes. life. Look at Ian Ziering having fun. He's having the most Chad fun. Chad Hirsch is there. That guy is a fucking legend. They are living their best lives and you are just there. What does she want? She doesn't. She doesn't want. She just is existing. She has no levity in her career, apparently. No. She, are you kidding me no of course not it's like i was watching the the pam and tommy mm -hmm, uh on mm -hmm. hulu the the woman that plays uh pam anderson mm -hmm. is so good she plays her without a fault and like she is endearing you know you, I... you actually see like actual pam anderson in her oh one of the first things you and i bonded on mm -hmm. was vip and shit. <laughs> like, this mean, is that, like the third was, time like, the vip base. has been brought up in this podcast <laughs> i fucking love vip <laughs> it's so good yeah no it's just a very very well cast well played show i'm way more than i expected it to be that's what I keep hearing. And that's how I still feel about Sharknado 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Sharknado 2. Anyway, yeah. at this point, we are doing Freon tanks and electricity. There I, is a whole I checked out. Plan. I have no idea what's going on. All I'm I know is that Vivica A. Fox could not hold her wires together. Dude, and whatever she did seemed like at the end, she was like, okay, whatever. I got to get out of here. The first time she tried it, she just daintily placed two wires together yeah. and was like, I hope this holds. I don't know. There was whatever. no no indication that it was going to hold. No, it didn't look like it. No. She was like, I don't want to die I'm holding out. these together. Goodbye. Yeah. And fair. Like, I would do the same. So April saws 
the shark down the belly with her saw mm-hmm. hand. And Finn is like, Sky, get April out of here. And she's like, fuck you. We're doing this because we are capable women. Shut up. We don't need you to save us. And then he's like, but Sky, don't you? Sky, hey, come holla. Get back here, girl. <laughs> he's like, wait, it's not working. Sky, get to work. You're white as fucked up. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I will go fix that for you now, sir. I'm going to do the thing that's going to keep me outside to survive. Dude, I don't understand how he survived. I don't understand how she survived while she was holding on to this because electricity happens. I don't understand. They showed a full explosion happened yes. in front of her body. Yes. From metal tanks. Yes. And they were all like shaking from electricity going through their body. And yes. it was just like, that's just what happens. I it guess. was wild. Yes. I, I like trying to process and I had to second guess myself when mm-hmm. I was watching it the second time. I asked myself what I saw the first time I watched it <laughs> yeah. and I could not remember to save my life. <laughs> I, I knew there was like I, I like blacked out not because I was drunk or too high it was just too much information to process at the it time. was a lot because it was a everything happened in like five seconds and they were all like being electrocuted and then explosions and then there was like weird screams of people falling and being exploded outside of this I don't know what's happening. My people are in trouble. And you can see like fake cartoon bodies flying through the yeah. air. Vivica A. Fox. I was like, oh, oh, she's uh, she's alive. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. And then immediately bitten in half by yep. a shark. Because that's what movie we're watching. It's not like we couldn't have been attached to her character. She was one of the most redeemable characters, if not the most. I would say that I would have preferred if Tara Reid would have gotten eaten and cut in half. And then Vivica A. Fox had taken what role Tara Reid had taken later on. Please. That would have been the best movie that was ever made, I think. All fucking day. Switch love interests. Mm, Oh my god. Have you not looked at Tara Reid's performance in the first two films? Are you keeping her on because of her performance is so insane? It's not like she's a bigger name than Vivica A. Fox. You know what? That's it. You just solved it. Vivica A. Fox was like, yeah, I'll do it once. But fuck you guys after that. uh, I should fucking hope so. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, like right. that is if that didn't nail it on the head, that's then right. I feel as bad for Vivica person. A. Fox Thank because you. she has a much bigger draw than. Oh, you think a terror motherfucking read. <laughs> and that's when we get introduced to the super soaker flamethrowers that the kid made. Hooray, that finally, finally happened. Where, where were they? Did, were they carrying a bag at any point? Nope. No. And also, all of a sudden, every New Yorker in this little tiny block pulls a goddamn weapon (laughs) they all have fucking weapons it's the new york strong moment (laughs) that we'd all been waiting for you know what we're all fucking new yorkers we all got shit in our trunks and my favorite is the fucking gangsters that you don't necessarily know are gangsters but they throw a blanket over and it's a fucking treasure trove of automatic weapons full-on armory it's like we got pitchforks we got all the chainsaws in manhattan in the back of one pickup Uh uh-huh and that guy can we talk about that guy he's starting up chainsaws and throwing them into the air yes that's not safe you know what what new yorkers know how to catch (laughs) 
You know what we know how to do? We know how to fucking catch, even in Buffalo. You know what? That's fair because it actually works. However, it is very irresponsible. Unless there's sharks flying above you. I mean, but you no. You might catch a couple uh, on the way up. <laughs> you know what happens next? Uh, you know you know how um, there was an explosion and um, Finn got exploded off this building and he's just like flying through this shark, you know? Well, guess what happens? He somehow has chains now and he is riding a shark as if it is a horse and he's standing on top of this horse i'm not sure what he threw in the shark's mouth to rein it in no i'm not either Um, i don't know how he has chains i don't know a lot of things about this it does play into his history as a surfer (laughs) although i don't know how a shark surfing through the air is the same as a surfboard in the ocean to be fair he did yell yeehaw so it all kind of comes together. So in the third Sharknado, does he reveal a history as a rodeo <laughs> performer? Yeah. Because I would love that. <laughs> give me a movie where he has to ride horses against sharks. <laughs> I want every single movie to have him have a completely different background. Please. That would be ideal for me. Finn fucking Sharknado, master of <laughs> reality. Yes. You know, his, his reality He's is, a jack of all trades. It, and when it, I say all what trades... what he... Pre- perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. His perception <laughs> and ours is reality. So, like, let's just let him have at it. Like, let's ha- let him have a free-for-all on our reality. You know what? I welcome that. I want him to have a free-for-all on my reality. In a fucking franchise Mm -hmm. that is based on escapism, give me access to the Finn avatar. You know what? That's all I want from life. Are you feeling me? 1,000%. I think we just started the Church of Finn. (laughs) I mean, we can use my old cat Shark Week as (laughs) our god because she is the purest being I've ever known. Yes, I am. I totally approve of that. You know, once he's riding the shark, he lands it on a spike somehow. Oh, man, you just rushed in. No, I mean, I'm going I for know. it. I know. Well, it happened very quickly. It did. And I mean, he it... just, like, impales this bitch that he's riding. This movie happened so much faster than this podcast did. Yes. But so he lands on the top of this Some shark. kind of spire. Yeah, and it's... New York and he lands and he jumps down and Hey, like... it's a New York spire. <laughs> hey, it's a New York uh lightning rod. <laughs> what is it? it is a... <laughs> it's a New York. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, like, if it was at like, the fucking Sears Tower, I would um, get it. But no. what is that building? Is it the Empire State Building? I don't think so. They're very vague about it and they're like, it's a tall building. This should work. I don't Yeah. But also so exact this is the exact same building that he blew off of and it came back and what fucking luck that he had it was the exact same building it was because tara reed was waiting for him she was judging by her arrival in the fire truck and other shit (laughs) like she was just waiting for him wherever maybe she was only hired on for half the movie and they killed her character but she kept showing up to the (laughs) she's like you "You guys need me yet like I mean, I'm I brought tacos. Up a fire truck. Start filming. <laughs> no, yeah. you're not here today, Tara. You need to fucking leave. Put me in the scene, or it's gonna go viral. <laughs> <laughs> I really think she kept herself in the fold while still being bland as fuck. God damn it, Tara! I keep doing that. I can't quit you, Tara. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, I, so, yeah. 
<laughs> he lands in this stupid ass top of someplace and it wasn't anything come. real it was designed on a computer after the fact oh you think and we have we have to remind ourselves of that maybe no. it's not trying to be anything important mm. maybe it's just trying to be a shitty computer graphic no that's fine i'm all for Sha Sha shakira oh, graphics <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> is that a, a meme phase from the early 2000s that I missed out on? I mean, obviously. Yeah. I love Shakira phases, but he kills a shark. You know who the shark is? You'll never guess. It's the one that ate her arm at the beginning of the movie. Can you believe it? And that's when he pulls out half of her goddamn arm. It is literally fucking elbow up. Like, Wait, what's on her arm? What's attached to that arm? The gun. And what? the wedding ring. Oh my God! So the many one thing things. that can kill sharks, and the one thing that can melt her heart: I the wedding it. ring and the gun. I hate it so much. I just want to murder this scene but so hard. But it's brilliant. So I I love this scene. If there's one thing that's going to tie this movie in and make it wrapped up with a bow, <laughs> yeah. what it is, is that arm? And you know what? That arm was fucking disgusting. It looked like a real decomposed, disgusting arm. I hated it. It had saggy knuckles. It. Uh... It totally did. It was disgusting. Yes. Also, it was a shade too light, light for her, her spray tan, tan and, <laughs> and airbrush, heavy makeup, and like everything else that was going uh -huh. on there. Which, granted, it was sitting in a, a shark's belly for a couple of days. It was taking a day, twenty four hours. Yeah. So I'll give it that. Right. And also it was like a full day. And yet the Today Show was on for like 24 hours. Like what the fuck is going on with the Today Show? The in this longest movie? Today Show in history. <laughs> and at some point around then, Matt Lauer was like, we got to sign off. <laughs> I mean, in the ultimate scene of foreshadowing. <laughs> of real life? He was like, I am stabbing the shark and now I gotta sign off. And you know how this movie ends? Oh, uh, you do, because you watched it with me. I forgot. We get something blows up a fireworks truck and that makes fireworks go all over the city. Which They've been teasing the fire truck yes. for like the entire finale. Like, uh, like oh, don't, like, don't are pay the, attention are the to fireworks that. in a play into the murdering of the final sharks? I wish. Not at all. It's they that... were just there for shits and giggles. No, it was all for funs. Yeah. It was like, you guys, look how fun this place is. I you love know what it was there for? What? A New York fucking firework display <laughs> like nobody's ever fucking seen in the goddamn fucking life. I mean, that sounds Boston, but that's fine. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't grow up in New York City. The Buffalo accent's different. I can only do what I heard from movies. And you know what the movie ends on? It ends with Finn saying, I love New York. You're wrong. I, I, I am? There's a post credit scene. Are you fucking kidding me? No. What? No. What's the once oh the credits roll? I'm like goodbye. I'm done. Tell Holy me. Holy shit, shit! What you are blowing my mind? What? 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 It mirrors, and I don't know what came up first. I'm guessing the first Avengers movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in the first Avengers movie, the uh, the Avengers sit around and eat shawarma because it was like referenced <laughs> earlier in the movie. Right. In the post credit scene for Sharknado 2. Yeah. Finn sits no, and eats do a it. lonely slice of New York pizza <sighs> and 
not even Bismarcky shows up. What the fuck? Right? I was so angry. I was viscerally angry because I waited around. I don't think I had any idea about it, but something told me <laughs> they, you know, they know they got a good thing going. Right, right, right. A little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just Ian Zaring, which might have been on the fucking iPhone. I'm mad about everything you're saying right now. The quality of film yes. is not what it was in the movie. It was it's just... a little bit more fish-eyed. You know, you can tell something's off. It was recorded on somebody's goddamn fucking iPhone. Uh-huh. And he just eats a fucking slice of pizza in front of the camera. And he just... looks kind of angry about it. And <laughs> Bismarck, he's not there. And I would be fucking pissed if I went to eat a slice of pizza and thought the Bismarck, would be there. And then he's not. Yes. I fucking get it. That's why I would be there. Because you know the pizza is not that great. It's going to be lukewarm. It's also such a middle finger yes. to the people that stuck around for the end credits. Mm. Because I fully expected Bismarck yes. to be there in the end credits. Because if there's one motherfucker that's going to be there, it's going to be Biz motherfucking Marquis. Yes. He's going to like beatbox way better than I could <laughs> ever in a million years. And just biz all over the place. That sounds gross. No, that did sound gross. <laughs> He's going to be Biz Marquis all over the place. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> oh man, hey, dude, do you have a better name for this movie? And I, I ask that knowing full well that Sharknado is absolutely the best name for these movies. My favorite thing that I've come up with is Biz Sharky <laughs> meets Findango <laughs> to do the tango. Dang, that is extensive. Mine is Sharks Take Manhattan. Because again, Sharknado is a perfect name for these yes. movies. Nothing could have topped Sharknado. Nothing and is a Sharknado 2, the second one. <laughs> it kind of implies like a, a reboot to the franchise in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like forget everything you learned in Sharknado. Yes, and I agree with that assessment. From going forward, yes. Sharknado 2 is the new one. Yes. Yeah, I think that's apt, and I can't wait to see what happens in the third. I agree. Do you have a favorite quote from the movie? My favorite quote of the movie is when Finn is initially in the cab with Judd Hirsch, and Judd Hirsch, or Ben, the cab driver, only has one question for Finn. (laughs) What's that? And his question is, what's the inside of a shark smell like? (laughs) I think it's preceded by, I've only got one question. As a super fan, Finn, what's the inside of a shark smell like? And he's like, I always thought it would smell like chicken. <laughs> what? No, but I then get he follows the joke, it up with what? like, or salmon or cod. Yes. Or like, like he bruises on it a little bit. So I'm willing to bet that Judge Hirsch riffed on that <laughs> for like an hour. Uh, so he's like, I'm an actor. Let me riff on this. I'm gonna come up with some good shit. Don't don't serve uh, me lines. Uh, and Finn was like, what? "Come on, no. you already put me inside of a taxi." No, it's gross. meaning. No, stop if talking. only there was no. a Dear John reference in there somewhere. <laughs> like that's kind of my Judd Hirsch, you know? Right. I mean, we're talking different decades. <laughs> I right? watched, you know, Dear John repeats when I'd get home from school in high school, you know. 
And me and my buddy Chris would talk about them. You know what? The one quote, and solely only, and it's not even the best quote of the movie, but because it was Bismarcky, I'm going to say my favorite quote was, do you got to screw loose? Because fair on every level. I know. If only he could show up as a hologram. Oh, my God. And what's stopping anybody from doing that? Or he might call it a hologrizzy, grizzy, grizzy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he would. Maybe he might. You don't know. Yeah. Dustin, what do you got to promote? Okay. So I am launching my Redbubble page, and I am launching it with a print that will be exclusively tied into this podcast, in that it will be Bismarcky fighting a shark. Fuck in- yes fucking tribute to maybe the greatest made for tv movie ever <laughs> sharknado 2 the yeah. second one hands down i have no reservations about making this available to help promote this podcast because i fucking love it and Kisses. i fucking love you tressa no i love you it will be available on my red bubble you can find my red bubble at my instagram which is t-e-v-e-e-i letter i underscore art on Instagram. I will have my Redbubble up there. It's going to go live shortly before this podcast airs. And that print will debut on the same day that this podcast episode does. Dope. And I will put all that information in the podcast notes so you don't have to type all that bullshit in. I'm super excited to do it. I'm so excited about it. It sounds amazing. Dustin, it was so good to have you here. So fun. Oh my God. That was a fucking marathon. That was a conversation. A, I mean, you expect nothing less from a shark movie. I'm kind of drunk. I'm not going to lie. No, I'm wasted. It's fine. Everything was an overload about this movie. Yes. And uh, I'm happy that I slogged through it with you. <laughs> Ditto. I will say, yes. when you said that you were skeptical about the Sharknado movies, yes. I was a little bit like, Eh, maybe you need to watch them. You know what? You were right. I accept the fact that I was wrong about the Sharknado movies. They are amazing. I'm happy to be a part of that turn of fate on your podcast. You're welcome, and thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. I will see you next week. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Dustin. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. How long was that? Thanks for joining us this week on the Asylum Case Studies. Special thanks to Dustin Mertz and a very handsome and talented Andy Slater, our mixer and engineer extraordinaire. Make sure to visit us at AsylumPod.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever so you'll never miss a case study. While you're at it, if you found any bit of enjoyment in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Unless you're going to be a dick then, no thank you. So until next time, I'm Tressa Slater. And what's the inside of a shark smell like?